The Provoke podcast brought to you by Provoke Media in partnership with Hill & Knowlton Strategies and produced by the international broadcast specialist Marketeers. Welcome to the Provoke podcast. This is Arun Sudhaman, Editor-in-Chief uh, at Provoke Media and we are joined today on the line from Singapore by Matthew Bryant, who is MD at Hill & Knowlton Strategies. Matthew, welcome. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and also joining us um, from Singapore is Adib McGee, who's creative strategist at Hill and Knowlton Strategies too. Hello, Adib. Hello, Aaron. Thank you again for uh, for having us on, on today's podcast. It's a pleasure. Um, and we're going to make things very meta today. We're going to do a podcast about podcasts. Um, and specifically, specifically the rise of audio communications um, in Singapore, in Southeast Asia, in Asia. I think um, many of our listeners will be quite aware of the explosion in podcasting that has occurred uh, in recent years. But let me start by asking um, Matthew, maybe you can talk us through what that looks like um, from a Singapore and Southeast Asian perspective? Well, I certainly think that the, the trends that we're seeing around the world for podcasts um, are very similar. They're, they're, they're modelled very similarly here in Singapore and across the region, um, obviously varying topics. Um, and I think that we're starting to see growth in local podcasts coming out of some of the Southeast Asian markets, um, as opposed to it purely being kind of global communications from, from some of the bigger brands and spokespeople. Um, but we certainly see a rise, and um, it, and it's an exciting space. It's certainly an exciting space for for a communications agency. It's well within our lane uh, of, of of focus, and um, you know that's really why we're we're investing at it, investing in podcasts here um, from H and K's perspective, and, and working with our clients in that in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say um, it, there's a rise, are you seeing that from a kind of a more on the citizen journalism side or, or more on the on the branded podcasting side well i think it's all consumer-led right so um you know Ooh. we're certainly seeing a, a rise in consumption of, of audio content um active listening active relaxation is certainly on the rise um and therefore there's a role for various brands with with different focuses to play a role um i do think that a lot of the of the communications that we're seeing at the moment are more um, on a consumer level from a podcast perspective. You know, we're really looking to to drive up consumer listeners. Um, but then, from a an actual kind of spokesperson perspective, there's a lot of room for using podcast facilities or a podcast approach to be able to collect a, you know, a large volume of information in a succinct way that we can then use for sound bites or we can use for um, various other kind of content methods. Um, so we're seeing a balance here just because our split of our clients is, is, is somewhat B2B enterprise versus um, consumer. So a lot of the work that we're doing with our, with our clients is, is split 50-50. Mm, I see. Um and what are perhaps, if you have any, any kind of good examples, um, let's say, of brands that are using um, podcasts uh, or audio communication in general um, in interesting ways? 
Well, we're we're working on a, an interesting podcast at the moment, um, which is with the US Cotton Trust Protocol, um, and that's really got a dual audience, right? So it's got it's got the the people that are involved in the cotton industry, but then it's also got the consumers uh, that are um, conscious about the kind of uh, materials they're buying or the kind of products they're buying, um, and so that's a, that's a that's a conversation. Well, it's, it's called smarter conversations, and the the focus for that podcast and Adib can talk more to this. He's very heavily involved in that. Um, it's really about you know surfacing some of those um, kind of unknown topics uh, within the industry and and helping people truly understand the full picture of what goes into that kind of industry. Adib, do you want to add mm-hmm. anything to that? Yeah, so hi, Rune. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working from the production side for the podcast for, as Matt said, US Cotton Trust Protocol. And it's around the topic of sustainability within the cotton industry. And that as a topic is, if you read it in text or in long form, it can be quite sort of a intimidating, very heavy consumption sort of piece of content. And being one of the content publishing leads at H&K, we always want to look at ways that how we can tell very important stories that are in relevant formats. And podcasting or audio is one of the is one of the ways that we sort of um, discuss with the client and move forward with. So I think podcasting and, and moving forward, it's a great way to tell stories that, if if lived in sort of a long form, sort of um, longer led articles might be less impactful unless you're listening and you're hearing the stories that are coming out of of certain sort of environments and topics. That's an interesting point. So you you find it's not just that brands are getting involved, but um, it lends itself to maybe a different kind of storytelling um, because we've heard so much of, of... So I was just saying we've, we've heard so much of this shift towards, you know, shorter, faster communication, but podcast perhaps provides an option to do the opposite. Yeah, so what Matt mentioned, I think, is being heavily involved in the, in the um, Smarter Conversations podcast. It's when you're telling a story, it's always... It's, it's more inviting as a listener to hear it from, let's say, from, from the source itself or from the person involved and having various sort of viewpoints into in one piece of experience or listening experience. And then again, you know, with, with a podcast, you can always cut it up. There's always different ways you can sort of make the most out of one piece of content, whether it's, you know, audio bites accompanied by, you know, it's traditional visuals. So, it, so podcasting and audio in general lends itself to sort of longevity in the, in the conversations that you can have. Mm. All right. Does that change the way that you're planning things, I suppose, you know, in terms of a kind of content calendar? You're looking at podcast seasons almost. Um, Does that require you to maybe rethink um, the way that uh, brands and companies um, have traditionally approached how they release news? I think it's an interesting one from our perspective. because we have the podcast facility, we have a, an executive podcast suite that we've built here at the H&K office. It gives us the opportunity to be very flexible in the way we approach the conversations. And so really what we're, try, what we're trying to do is arrive at a compelling narrative, a compelling story to tell. And, and that could be over two or three hours of conversation in a podcast that results in the podcast suite that results in maybe half an hour worth of content. Um, or it could be something that's actually split down into to very short sound bites that we'll use in different ways. Or it could be a 45-minute or a 60-minute podcasting episode in itself. So I think that the 
the nature of conversation um, that's not necessarily reliant on being in front of camera and, and having takes. It's more, it's more fluid than that. Um, allows for mm. a very natural conversation to take place, but it also allows for the listener mm. to feel like they're kind of in the room. It feels like they're, they're, they're kind of more involved. Um, and so we found mm-hmm. that, we found that just to be a, an interesting way to approach conversations around varying topics. And we're obviously in control of, of, of what goes, you know, what makes the cut in terms of the conversation points. Mm. And therefore, when you arrive at a collection of compelling messages, um, it's easy for you to then craft that into something that, that makes sense or tells the story that we're trying to tell. You mentioned, um, you know, it's a more relaxed format almost, uh, maybe a bit more informal. Um, does that require any kind of management in terms of clients, for example, who are maybe, as you said, used to, um, speaking a camera, speaking via press release, um, do they need perhaps a different mindset when it's a podcast to try and encourage, you know, a, a more relaxed, informal conversation? I think it depends what we're trying to achieve. Um, often we'll use the podcasting suite for media training. So we actually put our clients in the hot suite, microphone in their face, lights are on, cameras on. Um, and it's an opportunity to them to feel more comfortable in that environment and for us to be able to, to you know, cover certain topics and 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 fine tune certain messages um so it's an interesting environment for that um but then equally from there we could we could find that there's some really compelling messages that could be used from a marketing sense or it could be used for for stakeholder management and so we're really trying to to utilize audio as a way to uncover the information that we really want to share mm. And do you see this kind of audio, um, audio marketing, let's call it, replacing written and visual content? Well, I think that it depends. It depends who we're talking to. Um, from a consumer perspective, I do think that we're living in a little bit of an era of too long, didn't read. Um, and so therefore, having people... Um, like actively listen while they're maybe doing something else gives us the opportunity to share more information or engross people more deeply into the story that they may not have the time to 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 engage in from from reading it or, or watching it. So I do think there's a certain certainly a benefit for that. I don't think it will replace any of those other um, content types. I just think that it has uh, it has a position in the content calendar. Um, to be able to to share high volumes of information in a, in a fairly short period of time. Mm. And do you see any particular trends in terms of client expectations? I mean, do they do they is there a risk that they go into this thinking they're going to have the next cereal on their hands? I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think that um, you know it's, it's fairly early days for many clients that are kind of entering into this space, and it's more of a test and learn. You know, it's a great environment for being able to um, to be able to trial and error and, and see what works, see what doesn't, um, and people get more comfortable as time goes on. I mean, I'm not sure how many podcasts you've listened to that have been around for a couple of years, but if you were to go back to episode one and you were listening to episode 221. There's, there's, a, there's a fluidity to the later episodes that people start to get, they get into the groove, they start to feel more comfortable. And that's certainly something that we want to try and encourage with, with any of our clients that we're working with. 
Think the one one thing I've noticed with with brand driven podcasts is is there are I mean there are many kinds but two of the ones I've noticed most often are that there's the ones which are very kind of closely linked to what a company might do I think we've discussed some of those on on this uh, podcast already um, but then there are also ones which you know just have the name of the brand on them but not necessarily that linked to um, the actual company's activity. I mean, is is there any particular guidance that you give clients um, in terms of the of the kind of focus they should be have having for these for for, for, for audio communication of this kind? Well, I, ju- I just generally think the rule of thumb is to kind of stay within your lane. You know, the topics that you're known for, the topics that you should you should have an opinion on. Um, I do think that uh, it, it can be a a bit of a, a red herring when when there's a, a popular something that's going on in in culture that brands try to attach themselves mm. to if they're not necessarily a natural fit so we would always try and you know make sure that whatever the topics we're, we're, we're covering are a natural fit for that brand mm. um and how do you help i mean you h and k has built a studio um so that's quite helpful, I imagine, um, because one of the things I notice when it comes to podcasts, in fact, a question I get from from people is is just around how you know how to record it, how to put it together. There is, I think, some sometimes it can seem a bit intimidating to people. Um, presumably, you're able to handle that through through your facility. Absolutely, and and I think that's the benefit of having someone like Adib on our team, who's you know really tuned into to everything audio and i'll let him talk a little bit more about the setup yes yeah, so um, as you mentioned before that podcasting when you think about it if can be quite intimidating as a client especially if it's something that you haven't been into before and you see when you watch the videos of other podcasts and you just think about all the all the components that come into it but i think having our own suite having myself who i'm i'm, I'm a sound enthusiast and by default by nature so it's, it's just reassuring that the client, it's, we, do, we just need you to be comfortable in this environment because once you have a microphone in your face, whether it's an interview, a podcast, or you're recording a voice message for someone, there's an element of sort of nervousness, right? So uh, our role here is essentially is just to make our clients comfortable, whether we're in the suite or just that, that, the actual process of conducting or having a podcast. So it's, it's a, once, they, once that's out of the way where they don't have to worry about the tech or you know, the volumes and all that, then it's a, it's a more enjoyable sort of storytelling capturing moment or experience, at least from my, my, my point of view. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, are there any other, I suppose, tips, best practice that you give, um, you give to people when they're in the room, uh, and they are recording a podcast just in terms of, um, of trying to get them comfortable and maybe you know d- deliver as as good a kind of content experience as they can so my tip would be because once you're sitting there and there's you if let's say you're recording on video you'll notice the video and then you'll have a, a some sort of microphone talk to the person that that you're interacting with the host or the other guests don't focus on the mic because the mic and all the levels will be adjusted mm. before so just focus on your role the expertise that you're bringing in the story that you want to tell and then from there, once you focus on on why you're there and, you know, why you're invited on the podcast or why we're talking about a certain thing, it becomes a lot more natural instead of having to focus on, oh, am I too close to the mic or am I at the right angle for the camera? So 
if you're invited on a podcast show or, or to guest somewhere, you're there for a reason. So, you know, be comfortable in your in your skin and your and your expertise and your knowledge and share the information. So essentially a podcast as a listener, you want to know things that you might not have known before or something you're interested in. So you as a as a as a guest, you have that, you know, quite cool responsibility to tell that story, you know, to share your knowledge. Yeah. So I just make sure everyone's comfortable. You know, obviously the briefings and the other stuff are done before just to get the, the, the nerves a bit more calm. But apart from that, yeah, just have fun as well because you're having a conversation essentially. Mm. Um, do you, yeah, please do. Uh, Adib has a fantastic list of sort of things that he will send any guest um, just to kind of prepare them to be in the best place for good sound quality. So even if it's a remote podcast we're doing or if they're coming into the suite, then... There's certain things like, you know, jangly jewelry or corduroy pants, <laughs> <laughs> just small things that you, you, you won't realize that once you start a podcast and you realize, oh, my, my pants are a bit noisy or I'm wearing this clunky squeaking chair is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one I hear more. But it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I suppose, um, we have to take into account the impact of, you know, this year's unique circumstances in the pandemic, so many podcasts, podcasts, sorry, that I've been listening to, I'm pretty sure all of them are being recorded virtually now. And, I, and I'm sure that's also been the case for, for, for yourselves as well. Um, uh, what kind of impact has that had on, uh, you know, on the listening experience on the, on the, um, on the technology as well? Yeah, this year has been, as everybody knows, quite a tough one, but I think in terms of listening and podcasting, because everyone's, at least the podcast that I've been working on, it's all remote. We're able to have you know, guests from from Singapore, from US, Europe, all in one space. So I think in, in the listening experience, one of the sort of, I guess, um, I would say a positive for like a better word, is that we're able to have guests from various walks and various industries, which might be harder if it's a sort of in-person um, podcast. Obviously, you know, stuff like the, the the technicality side of it it's it's easier to sort of manage when everyone's in in one room but again tech technology these days is it's it's not that difficult so i would doing the podcast podcast now for the u.s cotton trust protocol is just having people from different places in the world different time zones all in a virtual sort of podcasting room and you know with the software you have it's, it's very easy to sort of edit and, and sort of do post-production to make it sound as close to studio level as possible. And everybody knows now it's very tough to get, not everybody has a condenser mic at home or, you know, a corduroy mic, but if you have a headset, you have decent internet connection and you're, you're there for the, for the chat. And it's, it's all, it's it, it, most, most of the time from my experience so far, it turns out really well. Hmm. You think people are more forgiving um, about audio quality um, given the limitations everyone's working with? I certainly think so. I certainly am as a, as a consumer of podcasts. Um, you know, I'll go for a bike ride and I'll listen to a podcast and um, I'm very pleased to hear them still being churned out episode by episode. Um, but I'm fully aware that people aren't in the same room and there are some changes to the sound quality. But, you know, you're, you're really just interested in the story or the topic. Hmm. Yeah, it's just the squeaking chairs that bother me. Um, I find that's a real, I find that's um, a recurring issue on many podcasts. Um, what is the uh, the risk of podcast fatigue? Because um, we can't, I don't know, are we at peak podcast? 
who knows? But it seems that everyone has a podcast, if not more than one. Um, and is there a risk that, uh, you know, brands and companies find themselves um, just kind of, uh, you know, passengers, I suppose, as in this kind of huge wave of podcasting? It seems difficult as well to keep up with all the podcasts that are coming out. It does. Um, but but not, not dissimilar to the amount of content that we've seen through video or, or other formats um, over the years. And I think that the cream always rises to the top, right? So those that are com- compelling and, and really en- engaging and with good hosts and uh, interesting topics will just continue to rise to the top of the pile. Um, as with as with video, as with you know shows on on OTT platforms, as with great great journalists, great articles. Um, I think that um, I think it's a similar similar space. Mm. Um, and how important is things like pre-marketing, post-marketing? Do, I mean, what do you say perhaps to clients who, who maybe might think that um, the entire podcast content process starts and ends with the recording? Um, I'll let Adib kind of add to that in a second. But I think from my perspective, again, as a consumer, I've been I've been introduced to really, really good podcasts through short messaging, short videos, um, short audio clips that have been shared in, in you know, social platforms, uh, LinkedIn or, or Instagram or others. Um, and so I think that the trick, and I think this is something that Adib's really good at, is is pulling out the most compelling entry point. So, you know, you may record a full podcast, but there's going to be some some messages in there that are just really good good hooks to get people interested and bring them in and help them dive into to more detail that's that's being shared within the podcast um so i think that's a, that's a bit of a it's a bit of a tact to, to be able to do that i think it's it's an interesting it's an interesting challenge and i think that again you know the more you do it the more you learn um but really trying to find those hooks and making them super compelling and spreading them in the places where people are listening uh, or watching is the trick yeah, just to add on to that, so as Matt yep. said, it's like, yeah, some clients might think, oh, we record podcasts, that's it, you know, that's my investment to that one podcast, but what they need to understand is that podcast is, like, it, it varies in terms of duration, but as Matt said, it's all about the back-end work in terms of which which are the, like, the key sort of teasers you want to pull out, and then it's it's also how you how you package it, right? So some of the quotes, you might do static quotes, some you do sound quotes, so it's, it's there's a lot of pick and mix, it's very sort of a so you can tailor it to the sort of story you want to tell. And I think with podcasting, because audio is, it's audio is a very intimate space, right? In between, in between our heads. So I think as, as we're always, we're going through social LinkedIn or Instagram, if the audio fits in terms of how you're feeling or what you're, what you're looking for paired with, you know, uh, working closely with great visuals or copy, then you as a, as a sort of a consumer or, or audience member, you're going to be more intrigued to sort of hang around that video a bit longer. And then, you know, every client wants the, the, the traffic to the main site or the podcast hosting, hosting site. So I think podcast, there's more legs than just the actual session. You know, there's tremendous stuff we can do before. There's a lot of podcasts that, is, that I'm working on. We do sort of pre-episodic sort of recordings as well. So that really sets the pre and then obviously the when we post it and then also post podcast, you can always have sustenance in terms of how we repackage that 
podcast, whether we use that podcast as it is, or we turn it into a short form article or if the clients are a bit more traditional, a, sort of a byline piece. So yeah, so just having the, the content from the podcast gives a lot of legs in terms of the story and the duration that we tell it. I also think just to add to mm-hmm. that is the, the, there are really compelling elements to kind of sonic branding and audio design. Um, mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. as a comms agency, that's not traditionally our space. But the more we work in podcasts and the more clients that are looking for some of that sonic branding to appear in that podcast, and when we're trying to build kind of more um, association to a certain topic or or help the listener feel like they're they're there in that place at that time, the sound design that comes Mm -hmm. into play is is a fantastic addition to be able to layer on to just the conversation because it keeps people engaged, it draws people back, their attention becomes much deeper in certain topics as you layer on sound design or um, you know you you you, mm-hmm. you you use compelling sonic sonic branding to be able to reconnect to a certain, certain message. Um, it's it's a really interesting mm-hmm. space. You mean like a almost like a sound signature? I saw some companies you know announcing these. Like really over the last two years, actually, um, as something not just in podcasts, but across kind of all elements of their branding. Are you seeing more and more of that? We are. We are indeed. And that's another benefit to having someone like Adib, who's a, mu- a musician, who can actually, you know, create some of that sonic branding for some of our clients. But then also having that deep understanding yeah. of, of, of audio design. And, and I didn't really fully understand audio design personally. Um, but then... You know, someone mentioned to me um, listening to Eminem's song, Stan. I don't know if you're familiar with the song, but that's one of the best examples, yeah. one of the best examples of true sound design. So it's very atmospheric throughout the entire song. You can feel mm-hmm. like you're there in the moment, in the scene. Um, and that's the power of sound yeah. design. Um, and so as you start to layer that into conversation topics and, and certainly around kind of the grittier topics, it just makes the whole storytelling process so much more compelling. Yeah, isn't there like a car falling in a river? Isn't there like a car falling in a river in Stan? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and then I think, you know, there's, there's sort of like rain and, and, and a number of different sort of yeah. elements that are built into that story. But uh, go back and have a listen to that song. You'll just realize just the strength of the sound design in that versus many other songs you will have listened to. Yeah, I think just just to add on, so yeah. to me, like sound design is it's this, the three Ds, right? So it's it's deliberate. Sound design is deliberate in terms of the the, the audio the audio team that works on it is very delicate. Sound design is a very delicate thing because it doesn't take a lot of sound to throw someone off from watching a piece of content, and it's very dedicated in terms of the story it wants to tell, or the layers, or the texture, or the depth yeah. that it wants to add on to the to a podcast or video so yeah so sound i think it's 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 a space where i'm very excited to keep pushing through because i think it will come very very important in storytelling especially now as we're sort of getting content from all sort of every direction every device every engagement point that we have Mm. yeah really really good point actually not something i've heard uh discuss that um discuss that often so before we go i've got to ask um each of you uh, what are your favorite podcasts right now? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I really like um, a basketball podcast called All the Smoke. Um, it's hosted by two um, ex-NBA players, um, and it, it basically is an opportunity for 
for them and their friends from from the sport from the industry to come together and discuss interesting matches interesting plays life off court um stuff like that it's, it's, it's just very compelling um and it's just the right mm-hmm. length for my average bike ride so it's it fits into my life just mm-hmm. perfectly and for me it's, it's aside from the podcast i'm working on <laughs> smarter conversations uh, it's the accidental creative by todd henry so i have quite a short attention span i admit myself so i like to flick through and you know the, um, the podcast i'm listening to now or the series allows me to just flick through to certain parts and again it just ties it back to the how podcast can whether you're fine with listening to the whole thing you want to flick through yeah so for me it's the accidental creative Mm. Um, and finally another question for each of you who would be your dream podcast guest that is a good question (laughs) dream (laughs) podcast guest I think from a work point of view um, you know uh, a compelling brand builder I would love, not possible, but I'd love to have a, a conversation with Steve Jobs as a, as a podcast guest. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And for me, okay. it, would, it would have to be Hans Zimmer. So I, I, I'm, oh, I'm, right. I'm always in awe in terms of, of his work. And if I had him here, I would, I would literally just do a quick mock-up sort of concept video and bring in my MIDI keyboard and say, compose something just to see how he works in the environment how they dissect moments how and how deliberate the construction of sound the delicacy that uh, delicacy how delicate it is and also how dedicated it is to actually telling a story so yeah Hans Zimmer for me sure you could go through you could go through a lot of film scores I suppose um, although you'd have royalty issues no doubt on podcasting I imagine um, well, gentlemen, thank you so much um, for your time today. I thought that was a really useful primer uh, on the rise of audio comms and in particular in terms of how brands um, are getting involved in podcasting. So, Matthew and Adib, thank you very much. Thank you, Aaron. We really appreciate your time and uh, uh, we look forward to, to listening to the podcast. Thank you very much, Aaron, for having us. <laughs> Indeed. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Provoke podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media in partnership with Hill & Norton Strategies and produced by the international broadcast specialist Marketeers. <laughs>